the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Sheila Regan, Bridget McDowell, and Pablo Miranda. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria and Eric Silva Brenneman. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. We're only going to be doing um, sectionals for the high school leagues. So that means that if Como like gets up Crystal Ray again, because I don't know what the standings are. I haven't looked yet. And they, they could possibly end up playing Maramirai. I think the girls in Como would walk out and not play that game. Oh, fire. So. Well, that is a, that is a taste of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's the last thing I heard. That's like the girls were like, well, if, you play, if we have to play Maramirai, we're not going to play. Uh, Rodrigo, really quickly, do you want to give a little background as to what you're referencing there? I don't know if listeners know the whole story. I mean, we covered it extensively because it obviously in, involved uh, involved Isa, but uh, maybe for those that, that don't remember from last year. So uh, last year's uh, sectional semis, it was uh, a game between Como Park High School and Maramirai, and it was at Maramirai's home field. Um, within the game, there were... Um, you know, similar to we will talk about the San Diego Loyal and what happened to Colin Martin in a sense. They were um, exactly they were uh, racial epithets and racial slurs being used as some other players at Como. And if you look at the demographics between the schools, you know it, it's it's extremely obvious that you know Maramida is a predominantly white school. If you look at the demographics of of Como, an inner city school, it is it their their team is mostly made out of. Uh, um, um, Karen, Vietnamese, uh, some Hmong, um, Mexican, Peruvian, like it's, it's a whole like different type of mixture, right? And so then, uh, when they were playing their sectional games, like some of our players were able to um, communicate that with the ref, and no action was taken, and um. They ended up losing that game three nothing, I believe, and then um, none of the parents or the fans knew what was going on. It wasn't until after the game that we found out of what had happened, and then um, we, the parents wrote a, uh, the parents formed some sort of committee and they submitted a letter to the Minnesota State High School League. Uh, the coach of the team had also submitted. Um, a complaint against Maramirai, um, you know, it eventually ended up, nothing ended up really happening. Like we, the parents of Como ended up having to write several letters um, to the Minnesota State High School League. Minnesota State High School League said that to submit it through the AD and we did, and we never got a response out of anything. And so, um, and one of the things that Maramirai had proposed was to have um, the teams meet and have a conversation about the things that happened on the field. So there wasn't like they weren't denying the fact that something happened, right? It was, but uh, the parents and the kids were like, we're not going to be victimized again. So 
we said no to that uh, uh, um, option. The kids ended up having to have like really hard conversations within themselves. They brought in counselors and they brought in other people to just to talk about the aspect of like, you know, not only race and sports, but race and youth sports and, and how there is no um, set parameters for accountability for anybody, right? It's all into discretion of what the ref is told and the leagues don't really have uh, rules into aspect of how to do that and i don't think high school teams or high schools or college teams or even some clubs have have a set parameters or policies of how to how to deal with something like that how what are the steps that you are so and you know we'll talk about what um, my favorite player ever landon donovan has to uh uh, took steps to do, and then, um, he's, he's got his own segment now in the Minnesota Football Show. Yeah. <laughs> Much to Bridget's dismay, <laughs> right? We should just yeah. make it a loyal, a, a San Diego loyal um, segment for everything. That's right. We well, hopefully not. I mean, the, the goal is for that not to be the case. But uh, thank you for that, Rodrigo, given the background and uh, just the idea that this could be happening again is. It's tragic. So. Right. And so like if sectional, if, if Como ends up, there's a possibility that Como ends up, ends up playing the semis again in their sections against uh, Maramira, more than likely something may or may not happen. So. Well, on that somber note, welcome listeners to the Minnesota football <laughs> show. <laughs> please, please don't delete. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to some other good better. stuff. Yeah, it gets better. We promise. We promise. Uh, you heard Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria there. That was just Bridget McDowell talking. Sheila Regan's here. Uh, my name is Eric Silver Brenneman, and uh, let's go. Shall we jump in? Well, let me ask you how everybody's doing. Let's let's do our, our weekly check-in. How how we doing? We had, we had some big events, <laughs> big big national international situations. It uh, it has been a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know how Sheila's doing after eating those berries or whatever it was from her. <laughs> this window. keeps happening. Yeah, we need what, a, what are you doing? We need an update. Wait, what do you mean? It didn't happen before. Okay, I, I'll have to go back into the archives, but I specifically remember you discovering the service or Saskatoon berry, which I actually have and have made wine from. Delicious wine, in yeah. fact. And you're like, what is this? <laughs> Stop eating random berries, Sheila. Um, I have, I have had... I mean, part of it is pandemic related because I don't know about you guys, but like I've been into foraging lately, mm-hmm. like since like I am like, come to my I, backyard where things are <laughs> edible. <laughs> anyway, I I had some berries that were uh, poisonous turned out, <laughs> um, but nothing really bad happened so far. Okay. Just, I just had like tingles. Um, the poison control people were a little bit um, confused why I wasn't um, completely like rolling over in pain because the thing that I ate like was extremely poisonous. <laughs> what what was it? What did it end up being? Well, well, that's why it's a little confusing because like I did. Th- there's like this app you can get that tells you what plant it is. So when I first did it, it said Boston Ivy. Um, and that is the one that's like very poisonous i did it again this morning and it said wild grapes so 
Hmm. And wild grapes are poisonous? No, they're not. I was going to say, I, I think, I'm pretty sure I've tried to make some wine from Yeah. They don't, so they don't, don't make know. good wine. I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't have something poisonous. But the thing is, it, it definitely made my lips super tingly. I don't think regular grapes would do that. So. Like maybe if there was something on them, like someone sprayed something. But like if you well, know that area, well, almost, it, you would know. Yeah, I almost think I kind of had here's, this. Here's six uh, pounds of plums. All you have to do is come by, knock on the door. <laughs> I've been asking and asking for the plums. When do I get to come over and talk to the plums? Isn't that a Lisa question? They, when when she like gets to come over? No, like, she can go in the backyard and forage as much as she wants. I mean, I've okay. I've done most of my harvesting. As long on as she the, doesn't keep poisoning herself, she can. That's eat right. Whatever. I, in fact, I would encourage it because I know that everything is okay in my little area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't eat anything that's, I don't know where it come from. So yeah. it's just that I'm really connected to my gatherer <laughs> ancestors. I just yeah, well, can't, can't as are we. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, we, there's still some raspberries popping. I've, I've picked about as much as I need for wine. The, the kids are getting stuff for jam and other things too. I have some grapes that are still moving. Um, I literally, when I was picking those, I like was like getting a handful. I was like, oh, I should, I should share these with Eric. He can make wine. Like that, I was literally thinking that. <laughs> that would probably kill someone. Poisonous, poisonous berry wine. That's... Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the play? A little uh, arsenic and old lace. That's where we're going. <laughs> the poisonous berry wine by Eric. That's, Eric that's for Silva. the people who do not contribute to Patreon. Oh. <laughs> fire <laughs> sure you uh, earned some wine a very uh, special wine drink it it's fine we swear oh, nice. nice watch you watch you make it and then there'll be some sort of cult in arizona that wants to buy like all your gallons yeah and while sure. they're trying to do some sort of cleansing and uh, uh, appropriating indigenous culture they like well, all like have the the the, the berry wine fine Boom. Next thing you know, say, Eric could, will be in the movies. We could we could send it to DC and just be like partake, but I don't even think we have to anymore. It's just, that's, I think they're COVID. doing that themselves. That's right. COVID's <laughs> doing it for us. Yeah. I just like to remind our listeners that this is a football show. Yes, yes. Let's let's go there. Thank you. Um Let's start locally. I mean, locally connected, I guess I should say, with NISA. Um, can one of you remind me what that stands for? North, what is it? The, the conference. I can't remember. Everybody got quiet. Awesome. Killing it. <laughs> what, whatever it is. It's like third division. It's it behind like USL, fourth division. Independent maybe. or something? National I think so. Independent soccer? Perfect. Maybe. <laughs> the, the only reason I bring it up is Detroit FC won the league yesterday and shout out to our former loon kevin venegas who was on that team so he was quite happy uh to uh, he wasn't with the uh the 2011 i guess there were stars at that point when they won so this is his first championship win which he was tweeting about which i think we all retweeted so so good on him congrats uh venegas i just think of uh I want to be Venegas. Yeah, yeah. I want to be Venegas. I have a picture. I want to be a picture. I have a picture of Venegas in G. 
as they got to be ball kids and he was you know, I think he was injured and he came over and he took a picture. So yeah. Nice. Venegas, you know, not the greatest MLS player, but somewhat of a decent person if you follow yeah, his Instagram. Good guy. So good guy. So good on him yeah. to get his championship. But, but have we picked a, a Nisa team yet? I'm not even sure outside of that team I know all the teams. Come on, let's all go in I'd the Oak- some, I'd have to do some research. Come on, let's just let's just adopt the Oakland roots. Can we just adopt there the Oakland roots? Oh, yes. Yeah, they have a great story. Do you want to talk about their story? Because they have, that's that's an interesting team. So it's a community owned similar to the Minneapolis City, mm-hmm. right? Um they're all uh social justice based. They're very local. Their, you know, their logo is, is it's a tree of roots with like rainbow color of roots, right? There's a tree and then it goes into the earth. So like they're very about their community. They're very community oriented, and I believe um, they are. Are they the next team that's getting a NWSL? I I'm not sure about that. What I thought though is, and correct me if I'm wrong. I thought they were actually promoted. They're they're, they're moving up to USL. I thought. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking. I, I thought they were that. Yeah, I think in works of, Yeah, but they might be in works of getting an NWSL team. But no, like it's, you know, like the same person. You know, the famous soccer logo making person. I forget who it is. Is it Wolf? I forget. Maybe it is Mike. I, I don't. But oh, logo is awesome. They started, you know, like a. Um, you know, you go to their website or you Google them, you know, like, you know, they have lots of stuff like for $51, you know, like you can, there's center memberships. I can't wait till, you know, we, we have a women's team here in Minnesota because I'm surely throwing all my money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, like overall, I mean, that's the, like, we, if there's a team we'll that just that. in time for uh, your daughters to join. Who knows, right? It might be an idea. That's not a bad idea. Daughters to join and Rodrigo to manage. It's all right there. <laughs> Silver platter. <laughs> um, you know I'm going to get in a red card within the first game. So, <laughs> Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> let's, let's jump into some uh, MNUFC. Uh, let's start with this, and, and I'll, I'll throw it to one of the three of you because I honestly don't understand all of this. This is from our friend Jeff Reuter talking about the um, – Caden Clark situation, this midfielder that Red Bulls 2 has. Maybe I should back up. So he started with the Thunder Academy, right? It wasn't even Minnesota United at that point. Uh, He moves on, trying to move up, get his career going. Red Bulls take him. He plays for Red Bulls 2. They're trying to get him up to Red Bulls regular 1. And there's some rights situation where Minnesota is basically, I don't know, playing hardball and and not giving the rights. So So he's stuck. And he can't move up is I don't understand. Is is that it or is there more to it? Well the the whole discovery rights and the homegrown rights situation with MLS is basically like a blanket. Like if they come from this region, the regional team is considered to have first rights to that player. Um so it's not so much that Minnesota's even playing hardball, it's you know, working with the league. Um on how to basically transfer him over to New York officially uh, by the MLS books. Um, And it's, I've read the thing so many times trying to make sense of how it all works and none of it really makes sense to me, (laughs) but uh, it is just a strange policy and it's, it's not Minnesota just uh, like we've seen with the Academy a little bit 
it's not just them saying that they don't want to hand over rights. It's, it's really just that the business side of this is really messed up. Well, that makes me feel better if you're, if you're having trouble understanding it. <laughs> so I'm not alone. It, so, it, none of it makes any sense whatsoever. Right. Okay. So you play for MTA and then I think you went to a Barca, Barca camp. And then yeah. from then he went to Red Bulls, right? And I think the the interesting aspect is like I don't know. Maybe we should find out what how much Garber bucks they're asking for. If it's oh, fifty thousand, Gam or Tam, you know, that's not yeah. bad for the rights. I mean, fifty, sixty thousand. No. Whatever it is, you know. I mean, I'm, I mean, we just got six hundred thousand dollars for for uh, a well aged tweet by Bridget. But um, oh yeah, <laughs> that we'll get down to that as well. <laughs> Uh, there's actually a comment on that from a from one of our patrons. Well, let's yeah. jump to this. Let's jump, let's jump to. I'm I'm actually gonna put this out for everybody else as well because I I got in late. I didn't get to see any of the first half uh, Minnesota United Real Salt Lake last week. I heard it was a snoozer, but uh, go ahead, whoever wants it. I think you covered it. That's it. It's a, it's a snoozer. <laughs> That's about it. here's the thing that i've learned and i've begun to like accept does that mean i i i like is the fact that we've become a team that is going to be heavy reliant on our midfielders to score instead of our forwards and the days where we had you know a christian ramirez scoring 10 plus goals for our forwards i don't think that's going to come back anytime soon I think the way that Bebelo sets up people to play, it's it's the wing play that gets the goals. Uh, and our forwards are just what um, Heath has always wanted, right? Someone who Traffic just is cones. a target. <laughs> just someone who just stands there and gets the ball and does try to do something, right? Or maybe head the ball into the goal or ha- have the ball hit their butt and then go into the goal. Hey, bundazo. <laughs> so Bring him like, back the uh, Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's, you know, like, and, and I think one of the things that frustrates me the most is that, um, like, we, when we first got Reynoso, there was this, you know, one, two, three quick combination passes in, in, uh, in the attacking third, specifically in, in the box that was drawing out the defenses and then opening up spaces. But after, I don't know last three or four, three games, or at least four games, it's been like, let's go vertical down the path, on the wings, not try to go inward, right? And, and, and just lob balls again, so. Yeah, we're back to that because of uh, Kamara, right? Or, or, or in theory, the theory is not exactly working in practice. Surprise, surprise. Let me ask this. So I, I still, I didn't watch it, but I saw what was happening on highlights and things. They started with a 4-3-3 which doesn't exactly have the greatest history with this team in the first place. And our, our Finnish uh, Apocalyptica, he was on the left, which is his kryptonite. Why are we – nothing goes, goes positively with Lud on the left. It's Lud on the right. I thought we figured this out. It, it's not like thermodynamics. <laughs> Keep him on the right. <laughs> I just throw my hands yep. up. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think they were trying to trick the Real Salt Lake, hoping that they had they had been watching all the film that they should have been watching. And, yeah. When they put him on the left, it must have been like, oh man, 
they put him on the left. Something else has to be <laughs> happening. And then, yeah, the first half was like there were opportunities both sides, but it was it was well, not fun to watch. Here, here's the one highlight. Maybe Sheila will appreciate this. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the match or got to catch even the photos, but Bebe Lorenoso, he came out sporting and channeling 1995-311. Like, bleach blonde with the dark eyebrows, much like mine. I mean, he was, he was seriously going for the Nick Hexum look. I mean, they all did it at that point, but Hexum kept it going for a straight decade. So I saw that, and I was like, all right, I see what my guy is doing. He's, he's listening to the Omaha Styley. Very nice. I thought other people were commenting that he looked more like uh, Eminem. So, nah, man, come on. I, I got a little bit of a slim shady bag. <laughs> I loved it. That was great. Like that's pretty much the only highlight I have for the first half. <laughs> Bebelo's hair. <laughs> um, second half, I don't know. It, it it just seemed like a lot of missed opportunities. Like they were starting to build. They were getting shots off. Um, there was connections happening. Bebelo had that 1v1 that I think the, the keeper was as surprised as anyone where he stopped it by accident by basically – it came off his chest. <laughs> and he's like, oh, sweet. That, that was a save. I meant to do that. I think it looks hot, personally. Are you looking at the photo now or you saw, you saw it before? Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm just looking at it right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying I, I just appreciate the throwback. That was like my, my formative rock years. Um, I don't know what else, what else did you all see in that second half? I, I got there's a couple other. Oh, my my favorite point I think seven seventy sixth minute, he gets turned around and sees Jacory Hayes running, does a no look behind the back kind of back heel pass. Whoo! It was so pretty. That was the highlight of the second half. So pretty, so pretty. It's sad it didn't amount to anything. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think he got the ball dispossessed pretty quickly yeah. after that. I mean, we, we saw that it's possible up there, and that's, that's what everyone expected to get out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and to finally see him comfortable up there to try those things uh, right. rather than to just turn and dress desperately, cross it into the box. Um, oh, I, I apologize to Dotson. It was to Dotson, not to, not to Hayes, to Dotson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah, were I, both. I, I like Hayes like as our – in between six, like <laughs> I think he he he's done a couple of things that um you know like I appreciate that remind me a little bit like Ozzy. Of course, you can't find an Ozzy ever again, right? Where you get someone who can connect the passes and look for the passes and be physical at the same time. So I think that's a hard thing to try to find. Um, and I think Jacory Hayes does does well connecting the passing and trying to slow down the transition play on a counter. Um, I, I, I would not mind having him be put in that role uh, more consistently. I think the more time he gets playing with Bebelo, he can, uh, he can, he, he can flourish. And I think at one point he was frustrated because he got a ball on top of the box and he wouldn't put it in. He didn't think about shooting. He thought about passing first. And I mm. think that was one of those things that, you know, you get frustrated about it. It's like, I should have shot. And like, and I get that. And, but like overall, like, I'm, it was, it was, it was a game that, that we totally should have won. Well, and that, but, that leads to maybe the 87th minute with the Gregush corner that perfectly finds Dibasi's header that, of course, hits the post. I mean, that was the clear opportunity right there. 
Yeah, I think Diva C is is. I'm not trying to say anything about Ike, but like, as a as a as not as a replacement, but as in between as well too. I think <laughs> the more time he gets time, he gets more time. The the better he's gonna be. He seems to be the one that likes to yell at people where to be, where to bat. Something that Boxy is not as adamant about. But I just I just felt that there wasn't a lot of creativity, and all of it was coming from. Um, from Reynoso, yeah. but the thing too is that uh, I just and I and I get Kai Kamara's like not playing a lot of time, and, and I get that he's trying to figure out how to fit into the system, but there were still so many times when he gets the ball and he's the only one up there, <laughs> and he has yeah. to wait and wait, and and you can totally see it in his eye that he does not want to wait, that he wants someone to give him a quick combo pass mm-hmm. so he can move into open space and get a shot off. And he's trying to create his own opportunities. And I think he's not going to be that successful. He was trying to create his own opportunities, you know? And I think, I don't know what we need to do to have someone just keep on pushing up with him or, or, or what formation or who needs to be out there. But we, we miss Molino in a sense of like, we don't have no one that wants to dribble into the box. Mm-hmm. And if no one dribbles into the box, you, you're not really testing the defense at all. You everyone stays in their in their line and 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 waits for the cross to come in. That's right. It's so, it goes back to just being so predictable, right? Here comes the wing, or here comes the back. Long ball, cross, repeat ad nauseum, and that's easy to defend. Right. I mean, Real Salt yeah. Lake understood the the game plan that they were going to have. We we're going to keep as many people as we can in the box area, and then just wait for uh, for Minnesota to have their wings. I love Portland. Just come up way too far and try to see if we can catch him on that counter. Yeah. Um, nil, oh, nil. Oh, go ahead. Chill. Do we know how Ike is doing now? Oof, I haven't. No. <laughs> there's been, yeah, there's nothing new. Um, the good news, it, it sounds like, who did I, I, I saw a, a tweet for tonight. There's a match tonight we'll talk about in a sec too, but they've, they've moved a couple people up. I think, I think Finley got moved up and there was maybe Ozzy too. Yeah, Ozzy is off of the out list, uh-huh. um, as is Molino and Finley. Molino. Finley, it's, yeah, Finley it sounds like he won't play until probably later this week. They've got that okay. Tuesday match as well. Um, but, yeah, there's a chance that we do see Molino and or Ozzy. Let me throw this at you all. So, nil-nil, tough break, super boring match, but something we should have won. So – I think um, Wes actually mentioned this on the 55 one. Uh, they have two wins and eight points out of 27 possible right now. I mean, that's, that's bad. There's just no other bad. way to say it. It's bad. Um, they started this thing in second place. They've kind of bounced around. I think right now Minnesota United is in sixth, if I'm not mistaken, but, but that table is very tight. Uh, but they basically basically allowed that that fluctuation and movement to kind of catch up with them, and now, who knows? It's 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 anyone's. Is is San Jose at all like gonna make the playoffs, or they have been mathematically eliminated? I don't think they're mathematically. I mean, they're they're down there. They, it looks bad when you look at the table, but I don't think there's more than like six points that's separating them from getting in right now. So two wins. Awesome. I'm hoping for San Jose to get in so that way we can get our first playoff win of 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 uh of MLS history because that's the only team we can beat. 
I'll, 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 I'll let me look at it really quick. Go ahead That's, and go ahead and chat. I mean, it's it's frustrating. I mean, they're, they're one point behind Galaxy and Vancouver, so they're in the bottom, but I, they're not out. Mm-hmm. They're screwed on the goal differential, but otherwise. So San Jose is at uh, 14 points right now, and the line would be Salt Lake at 18, so even less, four points. Look, I've been saying this for the probably the last couple of weeks. I was like, can we just do a crazy thing and just like some of that toy money and we send Grey Goose to San Jose and we get Jackson Yule? I'm okay with that. <laughs> Um, In an alternate reality, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it last week. He wants the hot dish. Bring him home <laughs> so he can have his mama's hot dish. <laughs> I mean, did you not? Did you guys not watch that last minute goal against LAFC? Oh come that on, that was pretty sweet. That was yeah. that was like an Ibsen goal, like mm-hmm. literally when he backheeled it and like. He, yes. I mean, there was there was no like uh, aerosol spray celebration, but <laughs> that was pretty dang close to like having like. They, they party, you, could, you could kind of see the surprise on his face. Like, oh, shit, that went in. Yeah, speaking of, like, the back heel, I mean, he, he did the back heel and, and converted. Pretty yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, big win there. That was the 2-1 over, over LAFC. LAFC having some, a rough ride right now, too. Um, let me go back really quick to this. I just want to mention this quote because Adrian Heath decided to Adrian Heath and had this comment that says, quote, there's a fascination with substitutes in America. I don't understand it at times. When you're creating the chances, the chances that we have in the second half and are completely dominant, why would we upset the rhythm of the team? I, I could understand if we, if we hadn't created chances, we don't look as though we're on the front foot or when something's not right. By the way we're playing in the second half, but the way we're playing in the second half, I didn't want to disrupt the rhythm of the game and maybe upset what we were doing. There was nothing wrong with the way we were playing, blah, 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 it goes on. We talk about it all the time, how much we want substitutes. And he's basically just saying, nah. So I understand <laughs> disrupting the flow of the game. But let's put it this way, right? Who were your forwards available that can finish? Yeah, Silence. exactly, right? <laughs> it was like Toy was in limbo. And we find that letter Y. And you had Aaron, and no, I like Aaron as a player, but I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't see him as a finisher. And Kamara's still trying to figure things out. And um, but like again, this is this is this is turned into a team that that no longer is is trying to to play to their forward. They're just trying to have him as a target again, and 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 have Bebelo distribute the ball to the wings and, and figure out something there. So like. Like, there was no other way. Like, who else could you have brought in that could score as a forward? I mean, you could have brought in Molino if he was healthy, but you didn't. So, like, yeah. Like, who well, else are you going to pull out? My, like, my frustration there was that the midfield and the defense was absolutely gassed. And when you're at 0 0 at the end of a match, you're not just trying to look for that last gas goal to go ahead. You know, you kind of have to park the bus and preserve that, mm-hmm. that one point. Um, and there were it, just too many times where a little bit extra energy, a little bit of speed, a little burst of something could have made all the difference. And they had none of that at that point. I mean, yeah. you could pull Gasper, you could have pulled, um, even if you'd dropped 
Hayes out and put in just anyone in that spot uh, just to bring in some fresh legs, I think it would have made a huge difference. Yep. Uh, rhymes with uh, Raheem Edwards. <laughs> I, I don't understand how he is not playing like yeah. every match. We need uh, Edwards uh, going up, right, and a work cross. That's what we need. And going down and to the left and to the right. I mean, like, <laughs> he's become the, the, the go-to, like, energy, right? Without Finley, he's the go-to energy person, right? Yeah. And yeah. I don't – I mean, I – I mean, we think he, he only gets to show it every once – like, very, very uh, specific times, but – yeah. The, the, yeah, I want him to be the idea of like, oh, the flow of the game. We can't disrupt the flow of the game. I mean, this is this is it's just bullshit. like this like magical thinking. Like it has nothing to do with science or reality. It's it's hocus pocus, basically. It is. And and, and it, you know, and it's strange because this is the guy who, um, one of those first games in MLS when we were losing horribly and he could have made a sub to score and he made no subs because quote they got themselves in this mess they're going to get themselves out of it and no subs was a punishment for not playing well in a game like a punishment the to the player like, yeah exactly yeah yeah um and they're not doing themselves any favor at that point so his his game plan seems to change game to game as to uh, his philosophy on how um, the match is going to happen, and it's just getting a little ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous, and I was just going to add it's a punishment to the players. I feel like it's also like again the contentiousness to us as fans, and just yep. we keep calling for this thing, and he's just basically telling us to fuck off that he's going to do it himself, and that we don't matter. And he knows what he's doing and what he's doing is right. And we're just like, four years, <laughs> you know, four yeah. years. Well, we'll talk about Goyazi Sporty Klubi in a little while. And I can tell you what's happened in the span of four years with my other club. Like 20 coaches, right? I think. <laughs> Minus 10, but close. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so Here, here's anyway. the thing, too, is like, yeah. is like Heath has said that he doesn't want to have, he doesn't believe in like, on-the-job fitness. And yet, here we have Kamara <laughs> trying to get on-the-job fitness. Here we've had Lude get on-the-job fitness, right? And I mean, like... Since day I, one. Since day one. <laughs> so, like, ago. I'm like, I don't... I didn't like, I get that that's what you want to do. And I get sometimes your roster makes you do that. But, and but like, if you're not willing to, like, like your job is to win, try to win the game, right? And if you're at zero zero and you don't want to risk anything, then like I, I guess I can somewhat understand. But like at the same time, it's like change the dynamic, change your formation. Yeah, do something, right? Do Just something. do something. <laughs> do something. A little do something. Jeff with the poking the stick. <laughs> do something. It's like um, it's like no, yeah. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just. It's like. That's I miss like with I, the with the lewd thing when we were like no like no one's bashing him it's about you know put him where he's most effective that's literally all anyone has been asking for since lewd came to the club yeah and he's been spectacular and, on the right up up until yeah. this match because he was back on the left <laughs> uh, um anything else so we mentioned the uh, the San Jose amazing 
Minnesota boy Yule's uh, like last second goal to beat LAFC two to one. Uh, the rest of those fixtures, anything stick out to anybody that, that you want to mention? Philadelphia has been on a tear. They're doing really well. Uh, they beat Miami three nil. They they've Columbus, been winning. Go ahead. Columbus lost to Toronto. That was interesting. Oh, okay. So so that I think and I think they they have yeah no I think that's the game that that's probably going to be really interesting. Um, Atlanta just keeps on being Atlanta. I I don't I don't LA, I want to know what Bob Bradley is doing at LAFC's locker room. Like yeah, I literally, room. I do not want to be in that locker room. Nope. Like I have, I don't. I'm like people thought Segura was was the uh, was uh, a good safe decision when it came to defense, and I thought Atuesta coming back would would really spring the offense. But it's been, I don't, and then Vela. I mean. Is he is he out? It seems so. I don't remember hearing because he had a baby, any right? Updates on that. Yeah, I mean, he had opted out of MLS's back, um, but not the phase of phase two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like he's pretty much been absent. So I don't know. So like I don't know what LAFC is trying to do, and I and I, I like Philly. Philly's always been good. Uh, yeah, I brought that one up too. We have to talk about Iguain really quick because that was yeah. a pretty spectacular oh, moment God, where yeah, he skies his PK <laughs> and all the Philly players An instant fight. <laughs> are just like the school. I don't even know. It, it, it's like, yeah, it was like the schoolyard, right? They're all in his face like, yeah. <laughs> like Nelson from The Simpsons. And it just goes from there. <laughs> uh, so that that was... That was pretty spectacular. I mean, yes, you know, you want to rub it in on a on a global superstar like that, but the fact that there were like four of them that all kind of did it at the same time. <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> we're 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 here for the childish behavior on the pitch, always. Uh, I'm trying to put- find I'm trying to find a tweet that uh, I retweeted by uh, I forget. I was I was with uh, we were able to share the screen with the in the uh, the Twitter screen the MLS two screen, mm. and and um, literally uh, all all she said was uh, Igoin just just showed how uh, how it is like to play with an Argentinian in any pickup league or any league whatsoever. <laughs> Ouch! And I was like, and I laughed so hard because I was like. I was like, you know what? I never had someone put that so well together that I was thinking. You made a friend. You made a friend. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh! You pointed out, and it was, yeah. So it was it's Christine Cupo. Yeah. Oh yeah. She had um, um, her tweet is I'm so glad Pipita came to MLS so he could so he could more broadly demonstrate demonstrate exactly what it's like to play pickup with an Argentinian man ever. <laughs> Nice. I think it's uh, Red Bulls beat Montreal four to one, and I only put that in here because they don't even have a coach; they just have an interim situation. <laughs> yeah. So, good on them. That's a pretty good win for you know saying, "All right, trainer, uh, stre- uh, tra- uh, what is it like the medic? Get in here. You're coaching, <laughs> and then get a four no win, a four one win. Not bad." Um, 
let's do a quick USL thing and then take a break and we'll spend a little bit more time on San Diego Loyal here. So I like put this one in here. Uh, Hartford three, uh, Union, oh, Union two, Philadelphia Union two, uh, two. But the cool thing about this, I put this across all the socials because there's this amazing goal that happens at the, again at the very end of the game where the, the keeper stops the ball. Bridget knows where I'm going. She's nodding. <laughs> and he's, he's rolling it back out to restart it. But he, rather than keep it on the ground, he does it in the air. And the forward sees this, but his body is half turned, like he's half running back and kind of catches it out of his peripheral vision. So he does like, what, what do you call it? Like a one-legged scorpion? Like he, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, he does the one-legged scorpion kick, volleys it as he's as he rolls it out, or but not rolls it, but airs it out, scorpions it back over his head and scores the winning goal in like stoppage time. Yeah, brilliant, incredible. Yeah, it would have been it would have been one of those matches where they whistle right on the goal kick and just yeah, that was insane. <laughs> It was insane. Um, yeah, so please check that out either on ours or other social media just because it's a fucking amazing goal. Uh, and we'll take a break. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Okay, we are back on the Minnesota football show. We're going to spend a little bit of time on our friends over at San Diego Loyal. We, we spoke about an incident that happened, unfortunately, last week uh, with racism from the opposing team which they dealt with in a, in a very uh, radical way, I suppose, for us at that moment, where they, they refused their tie. They refused to accept the point once they found out what had happened. And we come to find that uh, from, from Coach Landon Donovan that they would have done even more had they known in the moment. They, this all happened more post-game. So fast forward to the present. Um, Bridget, Sheila, Rodrigo, you guys kind of want to set it up. You want to take it? They're playing – Phoenix rising and they don't even make it to halftime. It's like right before halftime, something big happens on the pitch. <sighs> Whoever wants it. Uh, well, um, they're, I think Fleming thinks that he's fouled. And from that conversation, the referee misrepresents what he heard and gives uh, Colin Martin a red card. Well, Colin Martin reacts because right. he obviously heard well, it. <laughs> it wasn't, so it wasn't so much his reaction. He had heard um, this said after he was going back and forth with the defenders the whole half. Mm-hmm. Um, and he heard this and he went back towards the ref to tell him what he had heard and what this guy had said to him. Um, but then play continues, so Colin keeps going, keeps running away from the ref, but then keeps coming back to say, hey, this is what I heard. The ref uh, assumes that he is just repeating it at him, and that's where the red card came from. Um, and then it doesn't really all play out until whistle blows for halftime. Right. So at that moment, 
the refs Paul Martin, go ahead. So I just said, so the ref's an idiot. He gets, well, he didn't, he couldn't hear what, I mean, Colin's running towards him and say, hey, he just said this phrase to me and it's in Jamaican. Um, yeah, it's a very specific everyone knew, Jamaican Patois thing. Yeah, everyone pretty much knew slur. what it meant. And, I mean, yeah, Colin knew what it meant because it was directed at him. Yeah. Um, so he's running up to the ref um, and just kind of shouts at him. The ref is and, following the match and Colin's also trying to play at the same time because the play is still going. And uh, at this so, moment, what Bridget is alluding to, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just, just to clarify, he thinks that Colin is calling him this word. The that's, ref why I, right. that's why I said yes. he's an idiot. Well, no. If, I mean, if you're running around on the field and someone yells something at you, he just misheard the first. He didn't hear the full sentence. So I'm, I'm not going to bash the ref, ref for this whatsoever. Um, so all of, all of this is brewing. So we actually get to halftime, right? No, well, Colin goes to the fourth Go official at halftime. Yeah. And explains after the what whistle, happened, yeah. after uh, what happens and, and yeah. what has happened. And so there's a conversation going on between the, the ARs, the fourth official, and the referee as to what the situation is. And like the, the thing is, is that you know, like um Landon Donovan is having a conversation and 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 that's where like the 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 misunderstanding comes into light that uh, the referee was not aware that what Flemings would uh, had, had directed towards Colin was a homophobic slur. And then, you know, um, Landon Donovan is like, you know, I can't, I can't handle this. I can't do this again. Last week we had to deal with somebody calling our player the N word Right, and, and then now we have to do this. It's like we have to get this out of our game, right? And at that point, the referee rescinds uh, Colin Martin's red card. I'm still not sure if, if Donovan got a red card for being on the field when he isn't supposed to be on the field. I don't field. think so. But, I was just going to interject, though, to the, the Arizona coach at that moment, too. We've, we've seen this video. The, the video's all over the place. I mean, he paints himself in a really bad light. He's basically saying, come on, it's just part of the game. What are you doing? Let's just play it. <laughs> and Landon, rightly so, was like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Go ahead, Rodrigo. No, it's just, a, it's just that, that you know, the, the Phoenix Rising coach was pretty much just alluding that the fact that you know, this is something that you grew up playing the game, right? And there is something, like, to say when, like, my dad was playing, right? And when my parents were playing. And, like, and like, like, like the culture in, at that time was that this is something that you would hear during that time, right? Right? But the fact that it's 2020 and we're not standing for any of that BS, Right is the fact that that's that's yeah. the issue that, that that's being it should, not be, it should not be a conversation. And the right. fact that it happened and last Collins, week to them. Yeah, well, and Colin's point was, I mean, saying it like as locker room talk, quote unquote, is one thing, but actually walking up to the to the one professional player who is an out gay man on the soccer field, all these guys had to know that. And that's Colin kept saying, dude, you know, in, in his statement that he released on Instagram later, he had told the guy, dude, you know that I am gay. Why would you say that to me? This and, isn't just some. And also, you know. and also you, people should not be using this 
as locker. I mean, well, locker room talk. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, but it's, it's, not, it's not really a whole other thing. It's the same thing. Well, no, I mean, it's not that hard. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's excused as locker talk. I'm saying that you have to, there's, a whole other level if you're actually going to walk up to someone and say that when you know um, that that's the situation. Right. Honestly, and that's, intent. If the coach hears exactly. them saying that in the locker room, they should be suspended. Right. Well, we, we just, we don't know what's going to happen with the Phoenix rising coach or what the situation is going to be. But so what ended up happening is like, I mean, here's the thing that as a coach, like I, I, I totally like, People know my issue with Landon Donovan as a player, but as a coach over the last couple of weeks, he's done things that I, I wish every coach in a youth league or anything else that would be aware we're willing to do that, right? Yeah, um, he's and writing I think, a book. And he, uh, he's, uh, he had a conversation while they're having this referee and they, and they pretty much gave, gave the Phoenix Rising coach an option. He said, mm-hmm. we will continue play. After the referee, we will con- we, this, the game will continue. Dan Donovan said, "It's like we will play if you remove the player from there, right?" And the Phoenix Rising coach said, "No, they were not going to remove the player." Now let's let's find and find. Let's let's take in mind that San Diego is beating the crap three to one to Phoenix Rising, right? So like, like I don't like like, and so the fact that he did not want to take that as an option. Then Landon Donovan says, well, we're just going to walk off the field. And like, well, he, and I, I, go ahead. No, so that wasn't his decision initially. He had gone back into the locker room. I mean, Colin and all the guys go to the locker room and they let Landon and the coaches take care of this. They go to the locker room to prepare for the second half. Um, Colin had said that they all wanted to play. They all wanted to finish this thing. I mean, they were winning 3-1. They were that close two playoffs all he needed to do was win this match they all wanted to play it was when Landon goes back into the locker room and says dude now he's just saying that it's part of the game they're not going to take that guy off the field Colin's like if they take him off we'll keep playing but if that's what the coach actually said that's when Colin actually got really angry um rightfully so he was he was prepared to go back out there and show him on the field that you know they're above this. So, so whatever we thought was this, this radical thing from, from last week was taken up a, another notch where they just straight up in solidarity with Colin Martin forfeit the match. Yeah. Right. I which, mean, the, the second half starts to pass the ball and like literally they just walk off the field. Which on this program we've talked about, I can't even think of how many times, whether it's, it's North American or specifically European football, where we said this has to be the solution because the shit keeps happening, whether it's racism or homophobia or any other uh, vile form of bigotry in the game, nothing changes unless something drastic and dramatic happens, like walking off in pitch with in solidarity with the player being abused. And it right. just doesn't happen. Right. It and, happened. And, yeah. And then the, and it was in San Diego was a team that needed the points to make to the playoffs. So it, it isn't like it's, it's, thing. It's, it's it's not like it's not an important game, right? It's it's it yeah. was a decision that they made that that this is bigger, bigger than, than soccer. Than yeah, yep. it's bigger than the game. The game is something 
that a lot of these professional players understand that this is a game that a lot of kids play in their backyard and they play on open fields, they play in streets, right? It's a game. And then the fact that they, that, that, that it doesn't uh, reflect some of the real life stuff that's happening. I, I, I really commend Landon Donovan and, and the loyal, especially the ownership because they came up with the statement too. It's like, we don't stand for any of this stuff. Right. And that's, and that's the approach. And I think people, I've had conversations in social media and very heated conversations about this in the aspect of like, well, what is the best way to create change? Right. And people are saying, well, you go back out in the field and you, and you wallop them 10, one, and that's the way that you do it. You hurt them in the score and then you make it, you know, later on you make an announcement about what happened. And I was like, no, that's not the way you create change. The way you create change yeah. is like, that's how you keep it exactly the way. Yeah. That's, that's, you, you are rewarding the person for saying what happened and not acknowledging of the situation. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's my issue with a lot of this thing is like, it's like, it's like, you don't, you know, like, and like Landon said, it's like down to, you know, years from now when these players are retired, they're not gonna remember. They're not. No one's gonna remember the aspect that they gave up, that they, you know they were so close to making it to the playoffs. But they are going to remember the fact that this is a team that walked off, as as a unit, yep. in solidarity and support of a teammate against bigotry on the soccer field. This is a revolutionary move, uh, moment. I mean, it, it shockwave throughout the world. I was watching Brazilian press; they were talking about it. Uh, Spanish press were talking about it. French everywhere. I mean, because. Like I said, everybody that's in any kind of football media, this is the stuff we've been asking for, and to actually right. see it arrive in this is, way. This is a USL league, yes. right? It's not a, even a professional, yeah. like a top tier league. And we all know yeah. of all the crap that happens in Europe and other places in lower leagues, where like you pretty much have to take everything and just keep on playing. And the fact, and, and like we've all criticized FIFA on the end to racism crap. And how, like, um, they're not really willing to step up or sanction anyone, right? I mean, like, the most thing they've ever done was penalize Mexico uh, when when they're doing the homophobic chant. And so, like, even then that, that's not really creating change. And I think this one act hopefully will permutate to other other clubs adopt adopting that and i think this is the, this is this is the biggest conversation that we need to have and like mm-hmm. and this ties into like like um you know the, the conversation that we started with the show with the coma girls fc and the situation of racism not only in youth sports in college sports uh but in also um you know professional sports there isn't a set policy there isn't something concrete that tells someone hey the referee what to look for, what to do, right? Or it gives options to, to, the, to the managers to say, if my player tells me X, Y, and Z, I am going to believe my player, right? And here are the steps that we take in order to remedy this situation, right? I think what we've seen um, with the Black Lives Matter and the kneeling and stuff is that um, the way that change finally started to happen is when the players themselves uh, took ownership of it. Um, You'll see the same thing with football players and basketball players now taking ownership of, oh yeah, we none of us voted. Maybe we should vote this time. 
you know, and get other people to vote too. You know, it, it's not gonna, it's not, nothing's gonna change if it's up to the coaches or the owners or the higher ups. It's only gonna change really if there's public pressure, but also if, when players look around and said, we, it has to be us. That's the only way it's gonna change. Mm -hmm. True. Um, one thing I'm, for, for listeners that may not know why we're spending a lot of time on this, uh, Colin Martin is a former Minnesota United player, so we do have deep connections uh, to him. Sheila, you've spent a lot of time with him. You actually got to hang out with him on stage. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about your experience with him. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it was kind of, um, he didn't really play much after <laughs> my interview with him. He left, uh, pretty, pretty quickly after that, but, um, yeah, super fun, uh, to talk to him a little bit. Um, he was super open about not only his, his career in soccer, but also his advocacy around LGBT stuff and, he was just like a just like a super nice guy and like just i think is really owning um the you know the fact that people look up to him and that he is a very visible you know there there's more people in soccer i think just generally especially with you know so many women's players that are lgbt um more than other sports but um, I, I think technically he's still the only openly gay male professional athlete. At the time. There have been openly. people before. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't like the first, but. Right. He's the currently, he's the he only is. one that's playing. Currently. Only one that's playing. Yeah. There you go. Thank he's you. The current that's that's the star. Pro. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to put in a couple more things before we kind of wrap this up. If, if listeners have not seen Landon Donovan's, uh, it's like a five minute post-match interview it's really good and really powerful i can't recommend it enough you should all watch it it's on all of our social media uh you know tip the hat he's he's doing incredible things um so the jamaican player whatever his name was fleming is that right rodrigo i can't remember i, I believe so yeah so he puts out a statement basically trying to exonerate himself i didn't do it blah 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 and I, and I made this point on our Twitter. Oh, really? He denied it? He, he, did. denied, he, he it? denied it from immediately. Yeah. And he's he still denying it. The, the huh. big issue with that, well, there's two things, but the main thing is the slur that he used only because I've listened to uh, Jamaican dance hall reggae. It's, there's a lot of homophobia, massage and everything in there. I love the beats. I use the beats. I don't necessarily like what they say. Um, but anyway, one of this phrase that he said is very common in dance hall, and it's very, very specific. Like it is Jamaican patois. Like there's no other player. Landon Donovan couldn't just make this up off the top of his head. Colin right. Martin couldn't just be like, "Oh yeah, he, this is what he called me." No, you know, general U.S. English speakers do not know this slur. It had to have come from a Jamaican patois speaker. The other thing is. It, it also explains why the ref was confused because when Colin repeated it to him, he, he justifiably, I, I believe him, he had no idea what it meant. That's, He's probably yeah. never heard it before. And he was saying that to Donovan too. He's like, I, dude, if he stacking Jamaican, I, I don't know that language. I don't know what we're talking about. Right. And that's when Landon got really upset. And he said, look, I, he I played with one Jamaican guy and I know yes. what this phrase is. So, um, and for the player to immediately come up to Colin and say, no, you heard. And he says, 
uh, no, I know what those slurs are and I know what you said, but he's, exactly. he is still taking that, uh, that route that he, everyone misunderstood him. That's not what he said. That's not what he meant. Um, the entire club and the entire organization is very anti-homophobia. So why would I say such a thing? And that's still the stance that they are taking as, yeah. as a club, as an organization, and then individually for him. Does, and he, say, as well. does he say what that's he bullshit. did say? I think he was saying, yeah, we were like making comments back and forth at each other. He uh, misunderstood what I said. What? Did he, he didn't say he, what the comment was? No, well, he had said, and if uh, on Colin's statement, he had kind of said some of the things that they were saying back and forth to each other. Uh-huh. It was mostly Fleming, and it was one of his teammates, Colin said, had come up to him and said, sorry, man, the guy's kind of crazy. Just, like, walk away. So he's they, they confirmed going. it, essentially. <laughs> yeah. They're like, he's yeah. he's going to keep saying things. Let's just walk away and continue the game. And then Fleming went and through that one yeah, out it's, there. Oh, it's so he's um, he's not he's not saying like no I I didn't say that what I said was this. He's just saying that he, that he didn't use that phrase. No way. He must have understood. It's it's trash. The other thing I was going to say is um I want I want to welcome our our new potential listeners. Bridget, Bridget was following this where uh I don't know we lost Everybody knows who we are and what we stand for. We're very open and upfront about all of, all of our politics and what we believe and whether it's social media or on this program. But for some reason, uh, showing solidarity with our former player, Colin Martin and, and, and the, the loyal, we had a significant drop in followers on Twitter. And, and, and Bridget and I, in fact, personally lost some people too, but it was much more yeah. on the actual uh, Minnesota Football Show account. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I responded to that. I think that that is, um, I don't think that's necessarily specific to us. Um, There was a a thing that happened recently where a lot of people lost like thousands of followers. uh, And that's because there's been like this crackdown because of um, Facebook and also Twitter um, have been like basically cleaning house because there's been so many Russian bots. I mean, that's been an ongoing thing. So it's, it's common to pull up your profile and see that you've lost, you know, for me, it's a couple at a time. For some people, it's thousands at a time. I have less than a thousand followers to begin with. Um, but for my number to have been steady at like 987 all week, and then I start saying, hey, if, if you really think that this is part of the game and this is okay, peace out unfollow me right now and then my number drops and then eric's drops and then the pods drops because we're all retweeting this stuff and it all happened in like a two-hour window that's what i was gonna say it was very specific like three accounts yeah to drop like that and um we should point out uh shout out to jeff reuter as well um so he recently came out as bisexual um solidarity yep on the athletic uh twitter and on his personal so um and that was just earlier this week or late last week time doesn't mean anything anymore i know <laughs> there was a new article that came just out. came out yes yeah. so, so just recently needs. yes um so then for this to happen as he's still like kind of dealing with messages um about him personally and then he watches this game and uh he and i were talking that night and it or the next morning 
Um, and it was just kind of insane, all the people who were suddenly like, a lot of them were bots, but some of them were people within um, the soccer community who were like coming out against advocacy. Correct. Like, why are we even talking about this? Yeah, it is part of the game to just say things and whatever. So like, this has been a big thing. It's not, you know, right. it's not just Twitter, like making things disappear. Um, there are a whole it, it lot was, of people was... who were, yeah. Yeah, it was too specific of a time. I mean, there might have been some what you're saying, Sheila, but like she was saying in that in that two hour span, a lot happened. And I'm saying hello to the new people because other people <laughs> picked up on our response and we actually gained more than we lost. So we're, we're back on top. <laughs> Welcome, new empathetic, awesome humans to the Minnesota football show. <laughs> yeah, if you if you are not with what we do, that's fine. We, we, we're going to keep on doing the same things we've been doing for, yep. for I mean, just not, we're not going to go change. ahead and unfollow and we right. don't need to hear from you yeah so. i mean i mean like yeah you know like you want to unfollow go for it we don't you know honestly i was kind of us. disappointed that i only lost four in that hour <laughs> i was kind of hoping for a few more to drop but dang you have a good basing because i don't even i don't ever check my followers I, anymore i mean i, I think half of mine that. are bots yeah. I, I, I didn't notice it on mine. I lost much. four was... real people, but I gained two bots this week. I was so just I really it. happy that Comcast Cares finally followed me on Twitter. So I, yes. that was the highlight for my week. Right on. Well, once again, we 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 show full solidarity with with Colin and San Jose Loyal and Landon, and hopefully we do not have to continue this segment. Um, but if they continue to show their their uh, amazing badassery when it comes to dealing with this bullshit, we'll keep and if uh, you standing with them. We'll throw them a comment here. If you're looking to stand with um, San Diego Loyal on this stuff uh, when it comes to homophobia and, and racism as well, um, they have some merch on their website that actually benefits. Uh, they have a bracelet for their Speak Out. Um, if you see it, Speak Out campaign. Uh, which Landon was talking about in his statement. Um, but proceeds of the bracelet go towards the African-American Teachers Association. They have a bunch of other partnerships in California and throughout the country as well. So if you're looking to f- support a good squad, um, San Diego Loyal's website has plenty oh, yeah. of stuff for you. Thank you, Bridget. Um, let's move through some other stuff here quickly. Uh, NWSL. Uh, Portland Thorns got a pretty big win last week, 4-1 over the rain with uh, Sinclair doing Sinclair things, getting a hat trick. <laughs> Wait, who scored stop. that fourth goal? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Rodriguez, uh, was it? Rodriguez. Yes, the best, my, my new favorite Costa Rican player ever. Mm-hmm. Rocky scored that goal. Beautiful. <laughs> To the um, point where Giselle was watching it, because it's on Twitch, right? Or, or, or oh, uh, sure. one of the up, right? And so she comes out of her room, you know, when a teenager comes out of your room, you have to be um, concerned, right? Usually something's <laughs> going to happen. It's either, it's either, especially since it's been past that time it's never where we be. fed them, yeah, where we fed them and we've, you know, set our, our pleasantries and usually they disappear into the vacuum that is their room for X amount of hours. But she came out. And she's like, look, 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 look. It was like, I was like, what, what, what am I looking at? What am I looking at? Right. I was like, look. And then I was like, I thought it was another like mean video or something like that. They, they seem to be, it was like, no, it was watching the game on her phone. Right. And, and showing me the Rocky goal. And now I was like, Hey, is that Rocky? He was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. And so, so 
So props to Portland doing Portland things finally. I mean, I haven't been able to catch a lot of league. I'm coaching so much, and then at the same time, it's not. Is it being broadcasted still on the ABC or is it on their Twitch? I can't even remember. I can't remember which it is. CBS, isn't it? CBS All Access. CBS has, yeah. We'll have to have uh, your girls on and give us a NWSL wrap up towards the Um, end, like maybe when they get in the post. Yeah, when 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 soccer season, high school season is over, that would be yeah. it. So that's there, probably the best the, thing. Sure, sure, sure. There was a match going on before we started recording. I don't even know how it ended, but Sky Blue and Spirit were playing. It looked like Spirit was winning. I don't know if we got a final on that, but uh, let's jump to this. Oh yeah, go ahead. While you're getting that, we'll talk about uh, the big roster news that was previously previously alluded to. The striker whisper, Adrian Heath doing more whispering and sending Mason Toy packing. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> After, and I guess this, this goes into uh, Mr. Zeller's question, how does Bridget feel about being loud <laughs> wrong? <laughs> we predicted that he was sticking around last week. <laughs> How's so, it feel, Bridget? I thought we would just figured that he was just because everybody was injured and they were going to just keep him around until people got better. Well, that was part of it. Um, I also just discounted uh, Mason Toy's um, approval of the entire situation. Uh, so my prediction was based more on Heath. And what actually happened was that when Kai came in, Mason realized he was just going to be sitting on the bench um, and that he wasn't actually going to get any playing time because... Uh, apparently being a striker whisperer means that you put the young guy on the bench to watch someone else score goals. Um, So Mason actually asked to go somewhere, somewhere where they would give him minutes um, and actually help to develop him as a player. Uh, So he requested the move um, and it was good timing. Uh, You know, his price is high right now. Obviously it's just going to go down if he's sitting on the bench while Kai's out there yelling for the midfield to keep up. So, um, I, I'm frustrated that I was wrong only because I discounted uh, Toy's position on the entire situation. I mean, speaking of striker whispers, though, he gets to go play with Thierry Henry or under Thierry Henry, yes. which yes. is one of his soccer his heroes. Idol. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's that's pretty amazing. And um, Montreal is incredibly excited because. Uh, our writer Eve up there said, you know, usually we get players who uh, their previous supporters are saying, yeah, bye Felicia, get get out of here. <laughs> we usually get the rejects, but now, you know, they have a player coming in who has potential and they can see that the fans will actually miss him. Um, and that's uh, not common uh, <laughs> in the Montreal trade sure. market. So, Right. So they're what excited is, they have them. Yeah, and what is Henri known for, right? Exactly. Playing, playing into the spaces, right? Making yep. runs and getting the ball yep. feeded to them, which is exactly the style of play that, that Toy totally fits into, which yep. explains what he wasn't getting in a lot of playing time because that's not what they wanted. They wanted him to be right. a target, and he's not that. He's the one that'll make the runs and trying to create space and get the ball in, in to do that. And, like, I'm not happy about Tori leaving because we're giving up uh, a young prospect with lots of potential. But at the same time, I'm happy for him to be able to get a place to hopefully he can get 60 plus minutes every game. 
and yeah. and be you know i mean let's say montreal is not, in the, not not the best situation to be in in the aspect of like where they are in the standings but if but for if his given, game if, personally it's yeah for him personally is is a big improvement i think i think also six hundred thousand dollars or gam or garber bucks or whatever you want to refer to it that's that's a decent price for someone like that i think and i think though um but why do we have to make decisions like this when we literally don't have any forwards? That's, you know, I was thinking about that again this morning after, after Sellers comment on Twitter. Um, that, so for, for this coach who says that he's the striker whisperer uh, and talks about how much he knows that players can score goals, all he does is work, like shove the striker into a spot and if they don't fit the system of the 10 guys behind them, they get sent to the bench. And if you look at um, Christian or, or Amaria or uh, Romario or any other Alexi player who has come in, Alexi Gomez, <laughs> Angelo Rodriguez, Angel Rodriguez. They, they all had something they could bring to this team, but because they didn't fit into exactly the system that he wanted to play, they're gone no matter what yeah. their history was, no matter what their past, what their potential was. And then if you look at, um, you know, how did Ramirez get to be this way? Uh, get to this position where the fans love him and everyone wanted him to stick around. How did he have that potential? It was because um, in the NASL days, if, and what's probably most frustrating as a Minnesota fan is you see the club, whatever you want to say about – you know, Manny Lagos and his coaching style. Preach, what Bridget. he did was, <laughs> what he could do was put a striker up front. If they weren't scoring goals, he tweaked things behind them. You saw the midfield shift around. You saw the defense shift a little bit if it meant counterattacks and things like that. You made the 10 guys behind the striker work for the striker. Mm-hmm. Um, when Pablo Campos wasn't scoring goals, he didn't get the bench. He got a different midfield behind them. When Ramirez comes in, the midfield switched up because the midfield that worked for Pablo didn't work for Christian. They got that locked in. And then you come to MLS and suddenly everything is different behind Christian. No one can operate with him. So then we spend the next four years now trying to find a striker who works with Lude on the left, Molino in the middle, Finley on the right. God forbid you change anything there. Ozzy on the left, (laughs) Krakers on the right. Occasionally, maybe we'll flop loot, maybe we'll flop Molino, but if you don't fit into that system, you're gone, no matter what. So it's... It's perfect. I think that's where the frustration is. And if that's... I'm going to applaud. I'm going to sit here and clap. That's how you... I kind of find it hard to believe that that's how things worked in Everton when Adrian was scoring all those goals. I feel like maybe he had some help from the players behind him. Um, maybe I don't know. I wasn't around to watch those games. Right. Um, well, Everton need needed what just a pair of Colombians. Apparently, that's what the, <laughs> that's that is the, the honest truth. So all you needed was a pair of Colombian players. All and they needed this whole time. Were, all and, these and now they're going to win the EPL and, and they're going to just tear up the EPL and win everything now. I'm sure that that's beautiful. a fluke, though. That that was that was awesome, Bridget. That was well said. Um. 
briefly before we take maybe a little break here, let's talk about any previews for Cincinnati tonight. I guess the biggest concern for me is I'm not even going to be able to watch this fucking game because they got this stupid deal between uh, YouTube and uh, and uh, Fox Sports North or whatever, which I was going through, and now that fell through. Mm. So I got my alert that, oh, yeah, you're, <laughs> we, don't, we don't carry Fox Sports North anymore. I'm like, hmm, sweet. Awesome. If I if I might be going to a friend's house outside to watch it. You are you allowed to come out to watch the game? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> because yeah. of that, that I, I should the address. A, yeah. We need like the paid Zoom where you can let it run for hours. Yeah. So if somebody wants to like front of TV and <laughs> I, I would happily have a Facebook Live if anybody wants to Facebook Live their TV. <laughs> But anyway, all, all that, I gotta that, say is if we lose to Cincinnati or tie, oh. I'm 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 just literally going to like you're out. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just going to like walk away and I watch soccer for like a whole two weeks and just watch my kids play and coach my teams and not even look at MLS at all. I just not going to even fandom that. I mean, like I like Frankie Amaya, I really do. I think he's a great player, but if we are not able to put up goals against Cincinnati it literally is going to be a hard question or a hard thing for for Heath to answer to it's like what are we going to do like if you can't score against Cincinnati then it's is it your system is it your players it's because that you as a fan are asking too much that's right and and also (laughs) Americans don't understand we don't understand the American concept of of substitutions it doesn't make any sense why are you subbing there's no substitutions in Europe Rodrigo this doesn't happen in Comebol look America America is built on the aspect of winning right if you can't win you're not American okay so right now if we don't beat Cincinnati we are just mediocre Indeed. Not to get back on my high horse, but the TV deal, I, I stumbled upon, I found that there's a, there's a local, what, what's my TV that used to be like CW, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, what, CW or 45, whatever that one was. Right on. So, so Cincinnati's my TV affiliate is covering this goddamn match on their regular television, on their regular rabbit ears. That's all I'm asking for. Like, take me back seven years where I could turn on, like, CBS 3 and watch the Loons in Blaine, which I did multiple and, times. That's all I'm asking for. And the Atomic Data ad every three minutes through halftime. Yes. <laughs> that, that also did happen. Yes, it's true. And which which of course. I miss those commercials, man. <laughs> so true. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. Let's, let's take a break. We'll talk about that one next week. And we'll do some internationals here to wrap up. Hi, this is Lisa Watch. And no, you must be tweeting because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Right, back on the Minnesota football show, Rodrigo, Bridget, Sheila, Eric, we'll get through this here. Uh, Premier League, Ness, uh, this is from last week, Leeds gets a big win. Uh, Rodrigo, your Newcastle tie Tottenham, I don't know if you want to talk about that one. Lester has the big that win, was, that 5-2. That was the most hilarious thing ever. 
Go ahead. Um, no, just I, I, I trolled every Tottenham Hotspurs fan I know in my life. Because <laughs> they Did you they, contact they, Ben? Oh, no. Well, no, I should have done that. Dang it. Yeah. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe it's not, <laughs> it's too, not late. too late. I just I posted on his Facebook the, the PK and the VAR and then there you go. know that the fact that, you know, uh, my 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 crappy team was able to to tie them at the 97th minute. So. Nice. Um, Lester, Jamie Vardy gets a hat trick on Man City. Whoa. Yikes. Did not see that one coming. <laughs> Man City's having some troubles. Um, what else? Aston Villa gets a big win. Uh, Bridget, I'll give you your Liverpool-Arsenal pretty big match and a pretty convincing win, 3-1. And I was stuck at work, I believe, for that one and uh, not watching. So, Still doing Still. well there. Uh, Bundesliga, I only put this one in because Bayern lost. Let me repeat that again. Bayern lost. <laughs> like, badly. Hoffenheim, 4, Bayern, 1. No, that's okay. I mean, it happens, right? As long as they win the league, that's all that really matters. <laughs> they right? start let's talk about let's talk about Geo. Hey, we have a Geo section. <laughs> I I did I put it in here? I don't think I put him in here. I I think we talked about him last week, getting in that really nice goal. But go ahead. What do you want to say? He had three assists today. I think. There you go. Right? <laughs> I haven't I haven't caught up today. So Geo is just you he's know tearing it up. He's tearing up. I don't know. I mean, like. There's there's talks of him becoming making the the national team in the aspect of like the you know not the U23 but the actual team and then like I'm all I'm all for giving young players a shot but you know, like at the same time I'm like let the kid develop a little more I mean like he's he's having a great time in Dortmund and I'm pretty sure that next year someone's gonna try to you know snatch that how kid old out. is he Rodrigo is he he's 18 he's still 17 I think 17, 17. Amazing. Um, I put this one in here just because it's spectacular. We talked about Suarez not getting the, the send-off that Messi and everybody else wanted to give him at Barcelona. So he moves over to Atletico Madrid, I think, as Rodrigo said, and just destroys, like, leaves his mark. He gets, he gets a brace, two goals, and an assist <laughs> to basically just flip the bird in Barcelona's face. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one way to do it. 6-1. 6-1 is the final Atletico over Granada. All right, this is this is for me, but I'm going to involve you guys too. So, as is tradition with Goiás Esporte Clube, my drama-filled team in Brazil, they dropped their coach. They fired their, their manager. This is normal. What's not normal is Largi, Thiago Largi, was hired. It's September right now, okay? He was hired in, at the end of July, all right? Barely two months, <laughs> and his ass was canned. And now, look, there's, there's extremes, right? right? Uh, keeping Adrian Heath on for four years is one extreme. Esteemed colleagues, esteemed co-hosts, if you scroll down a little bit, you will see a number of names from 2017 to present, representing the four years that Adrian Heath has been in charge of, of Minnesota United. Bridget, you're laughing. That's the correct response. How many, how, many, how many names do you see there? Can you count them? Ten. There are ten. They've had ten coaches in the four years that Heath has been in charge of Minnesota United. Now, look, this is not good. 
I'm just show, I'm just trying to like represent the extremes of what can happen in four years because my other team is is in a rough spot as per usual. And that's 2017. What is that? Five, five in yeah. 2017. It was a rough run. And you know, I, there's a there's a little bit of deception here with your uh, with with your list here, right? How so? Because you have returning coaches, right? Like Nay coach twice. That happens. Yeah. And yep. Silvio scored twice. So it's not like they got ten brand new coaches every time. They got like. No, but you're you still know. moving in and out. But just you're still just the fact that you're like that means that you're firing or demoting somebody that many times. Yeah, I'm sure it had to do with scamming money. Some kickback money is like we don't want to pay you, oh, so yeah. we'll just let you go now, and then we'll hire you back, you know, six months later. Sir, are you trying to <laughs> say way. that Brazilian football is corrupt, sir? How many how many empty stadiums does Brazil have <laughs> that can be used for uh, for for housing? Seriously, all I wanted to point out was it's it's almost an extreme version of accountability that Minnesota United and the MLS kind of lacks, where you're given four years to get something done and nothing happens, whereas in Brazil it's it's regular to maybe get a year. It's okay, even six months. But if you don't get shit done sometimes in two months, don't sign that lease. <laughs> You're gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that just, just to like give a representation of how other, other leagues and the rest of the world sometimes works. Again, fully conscious that it is an extreme that I do not recommend because <laughs> as a supporter of this team for three decades, I hate it. <laughs> but at the same time, I recognize... They don't have any patience. Um, speaking of, I don't know if this one doesn't work. I'm going to try and work with the patience here, but that's not the segue. Um, but the Olympia Paraguay presidents, I don't know if you saw this, Rodrigo, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, ban for life, inhibilitación por la vida, regla de partidos. It's been happening for a long time, apparently. No surprise. Uh, What's, what's kind of amazing about this story is FIFA actually did something. Like, it came down from FIFA that you're done, you're out, banned for life. So, it, I don't know if anybody has anything to say about that, but. That's kind of it's a surprise that it came from FIFA. Yeah, I, I think it. That's a, uh, I think a positive. It's, I think it's false. It's fake news. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait which part? <laughs> That FIFA did something. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say, I guarantee like they, you, he was. They canned. just slapped. They just slapped their name on this afterwards. That's right. They were like, look, look, look. Here's a bunch of things we can sponsor. Without we asked them knowing. to do that. Right, right. <laughs> we, they, you know, this is one of the things that FIFA was just like, oh yeah, we have something to do. Let's put our name on here. I mean, speaking about your kickbacks, he's probably he probably got an office in Switzerland out of it. Probably that's what it was. Really, it was it was yeah. you know like you know how like we've we've had talked about how if you want to fail up as a coach and get a national team, you coach Atlanta, right? This is probably what it is in a sense. Like if you want to get an office in FIFA in Switzerland, you rig games for ten years and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. you've proven your weight. <laughs> oh, Cornwall. Uh, Carabao Cup. We got to talk about this. I just put the Carabao Merda because this is the story. Um, Tottenham played Chelsea, right? And they actually won on PKs. But the, the thing that, that everybody was watching <laughs> was Eric Dyer sprinting <laughs> at halftime to, to the John. 
because <laughs> he had business to do. Footballistas are still humans, you know. They, when you when the urge is there, you got to take care of things. But what's amazing is, so he he runs to the bathroom and he's in there for a while to the point where Jose Mourinho has to like go and check on him. <laughs> like yo, we're getting, we're getting... I mean. <laughs> It was, what a great moment! I mean, uh, what's that? When it, when I read this, when I read this, I thought it was the onion. Seriously, I thought no, no, no. <laughs> I really thought it was one of those things. I was like, I was like, I have conversation with my kids, like when my my kids that I coach, and I'm like, all right, who needs to go to the bathroom before the game? Who needs to go to the bathroom? I had had a practice. It was like, who's got the shoes tied? Everyone looked down, tie your shoes. Right? Do you need me to double knot them today? At my youth, at my game, I had to tie three shoes throughout the whole game because it was one of those things. It's like, but you ran to the bathroom. I was like, like, did he sub himself out? Or did he just run off the field? I think he just bolted beeline. Wow. <laughs> Guys, like, okay, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm we done. We have different bodies. We have func- our bodies function. We Sometimes we have. Fun- Go to the bathroom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it, it was a pretty. It's just hilarious that we see Mourinho just <laughs> that, running that's back. That's the cherry on top. Like, Wait, uh, bro, you okay? Like, do we do we yeah, need to get some extra time or like, <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> do you need wipes? Oh, so good. <laughs> do you have so everything good. you need in there? Are you that's okay? Right. Do you need a magazine? <laughs> do you, you know, yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, Sergio Dest, it's happened. So speaking of Americans abroad, the Yanks abroad doing well. Uh, first, well, not first, but I mean, in terms of like hype and like the media and all this thing, here is a U.S. citizen going to Barcelona for, I can't even remember, I think it was half a million at least. It was, yeah, and, it was a lot. And all the press and all the hype and hell yeah, I mean, it's great, beautiful. So potentially between him and who's the other kid that, that's going through the academy? I forget his name. Um, got a Spanish surname. I, I, it's, it's on top of my head. But anyway, there's the potential. De La Fuente. Thank you. Yes. Potential for two U.S. nationals to be on this Barcelona squad, which that's history. Um, Libertadores. I don't know if anybody wants to go through here. Flamingos getting back into it. Finally, they've had a rough stretch. They got a 4 0 win. Um, other ones. Palmeiras gets a big win over Bolivar. Racing Clue beats Nacional. Anything else? Anybody? Alianza Lima. They got the tie. Empataron, Rodrigo. You don't care. No, because it's not Sporting Cristal. That's the only reason. I don't. I don't Alianza Lima is my dad team. If you want, I'll ask my dad, see if he understands. In my brother's team, but no, not like I'm not a U guy, I'm not a Alianza Lima guy. Maybe I'll be a Cienciano guy at one point, but no, I'm a Sporting Cristal fellow, so they're not it's playing still early. It doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I get into it once we get out of group stage, so we'll jump into that more. But let's look at Champions League really quick. We got our draw here. Um, I don't know if I need to go through all the groups, but is there a specific, particular group that you all see that? kind of stands out as, you know, the, the always fabled group of death that looks kind of intense. They're a lot more evenly matched this time around than they were last year. 
by the way, I, I put this in mostly for me, but I just assumed I wasn't alone because there's always a few uh, other international teams that we're not so familiar with. So uh, the Midtjylland from, is from Denmark. They're in Group D. Krasnodar is Russia and whichever one they're in, uh, E. And Ferran Sarvus is uh, where they at, Group G. That's a Hungarian G. team. Yep. Wait, so we get to do a rematch of, of Messi and Ronaldo like we used to do with Real Madrid and <laughs> Barcelona? That should be interesting. With yep. uh, Weston McKinney now, so that should... Yeah. Yeah, that should be an interesting uh, matchup at one point. So we'll I see. I agree. I mean, it's a, it's a draw. I mean, like, they're more even, but, like, at the same time, like, Man City is playing in a, in a group that's... Man City should not be playing. That's all I got to say. No. Yeah, and the way they've so been playing lately, hopefully they'll have a quick exit, and that's it. And I think Man United too. I think that's going to go about the same way. I'm looking at Group B, like Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Inter, and Gladbach. That seems like a pretty rough group to be in. I, I'm hard to predict. I would yeah. say. I mean, you, you'd want to say Real Madrid, but they haven't been in great form, and and those, those other teams can, you know, spoil. Well, we'll, once that gets rolling, we'll keep going. Oh, let's just do today and we'll wrap this thing up. Um, Rodrigo's been talking about the whole time, the dancing Colombian, now Everton team. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I mean, I think it looks weird for their, to, be, to be in that part of the, uh, the, the uh, uh, what do you call it, Liverpool region and, and have group Colombian dancing. But, you know, hey, it works, it works. I mean, you got you got Mina and you got and you got Hamas. I mean, that's all you need. I mean, like, what's Hamas scored? Like a goal per game? I think that's pretty yeah. much what his going rate is right now. So, yeah, but he like, set up how many? He's assisted a bunch. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's like I never thought Everton like when when I when I saw the news that Everton got Hamas Rodriguez, I was like. And where is the nutmeg news? Is this the? I was like, I was like how did this work out? Right, because. They're undefeated. And, and they're, they're undefeated. What, like 10 goals in the last three games? Four, four, and two, I think. Yeah. Two goals in like, the first game. It's crazy. Like, in, uh, maybe it's just because it's, you know, people think it's early in the season, but that goal differential is going to come into play later in the season <laughs> towards really? the end. It's like a, the, they'll determine your placement to uh, champions or whatever else you were playing That's, for. Uh, yeah. I mean, and especially now with, I mean, the entire season is kind of in doubt. Like, we don't know that they're going to be able to keep playing the way that they plan to right now. Um, so definitely, like, any team getting the goals, uh, that goal differential and all of that is probably going to make a difference at some point. So. Right, and EPL has been fortunate that they haven't had as, um, you know, COVID cases as well as, like, yeah. you know, MLS has and other, other leagues yeah. as well, too, so... That will always play into in, into uh, decision making as well. What happens down the season? Yeah, Merseyside Derby is gonna be fun, Bridget. <laughs> um, I caught a little. Oh, it's gonna be fun. I caught a little bit of Leeds Man City. I don't know if you guys saw this one. That um, was a fun match. I mean, I I, I like the. I'm always the narrative guy, so I like the fact that uh, you have the mentor versus the mentee. Uh, Bielsa basically decided to become a coach and was inspired by Pep Guardiola. So the fact that they're facing off is kind of this, you know, 
the narrative. I buy into it. And, and they tied. So they're kind of showing, you know, that they, they gentlemen's draw as it were, but as, as expected. It's just been so much fun to watch. Yeah. There, there was, you talk about Rodrigo or, or both of you actually spoke about Minnesota United just being gassed and tired. Like, these guys were just running a sprint for an hour and a half, back and forth, back and forth. It was nonstop attack. It was fun to watch. Um, I, I, I missed the first goal, but I caught the Rodrigo goal for Leeds. And there was just a rough one where the keeper, it's a corner kick. Keeper comes out, thinks he has it, and it falls just like a, a step behind him, right? And it, it's just enough for the other guy to tap it in. So good on him. I'm, I'm- I'm still waiting for my, um, for my, um, what is it? My uh, residual check from Rodrigo because I, I came first before him. I'm older, so I should be getting some of that money. And apparently <laughs> their lawyers have not been able to, in their agent, have been able to respond to my uh, cease and desist letter because I want some of that money. You have, to, you have to move to Spain, though, and, and deny all of your Peruvian roots. That's part of the deal. You know, I'm, I'm I'm part I'm part I'm part uh, uh, Vasco. So no, nah, man. Like I, I I go back to to that part of the homeland. You know, it's it's we're declaring war on Spain. Well, on that note, declaring war on Spain. <laughs> Rodrigo Bridget, uh, Sheila stepped away for a sec, but thank you, listeners. We do have the old Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/backslash Minnesota Football Show. Tears are up there. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. And we'll be back next week. Obrigado.